Welcome to Grandiose Grammar. I'm Aoife, a grammar enthusiast and a lecturer at Philips Universität Marburg. Last week, we covered the basics of modals. We established that modals are invariant and we also looked at modal and aspect combinations. This week, I want to focus on meaning and modality. You might already know that modals cover a range of stance meanings from ability and possibility to necessity and obligation to volition and prediction. Last week, I mentioned that modals with primary and secondary forms tend to have time associations related to past, present or future time. Secondary forms of modals are often associated with past time meaning, except if the verb phrase is part of a hypothetical construction. Here are some examples. When I was a kid, I could do handstands. This construction clearly relates to a past ability that I no longer possess. Compare it with, if I practiced, I could do handstands. This hypothetical scenario suggests that training would help me to re-establish this ability or skill in the future. Or, I would always try to wiggle out of piano practice as a kid. I didn't want to practice in the past. Compare that with, if I took piano lessons now, I would definitely practice. This is an unreal present, not a pastime related meaning. The lesson from both of those examples is that as a child, I totally underappreciated the skill set that I had or could have developed. And that even though we prescriptivists like to bang on about rules or tendencies, there are many exceptions to the rules we espouse. We'll chat about hypotheticals again another day. For today, I'm interested in something else. Bieber et al. assert that modals have both intrinsic and extrinsic meaning. This is also known as personal and logical meaning. Before you start getting overwhelmed, each modal has two kinds of meaning depending on what the subject of the sentence is and whether the main verb is dynamic or stative. Dynamic verbs relate to activities or events over which humans exert some control, whereas stative verbs relate to states. According to Bieber et al., Modals, which co-occur with an animate subject and a dynamic verb, have intrinsic or personal meaning. However, if the subject of the sentence is inanimate and the main verb indicates state, then the meaning of the modal is extrinsic or logical. State verbs trump animate subjects. So if a sentence has an animate subject, but the main verb is a stative, the modal will have extrinsic or logical meaning. The modals can, could, may and might have personal meanings relating to permission, ability and possibility and they have a logical meaning relating to possibility. The modals or semi-modals must, should, had better, have to, need to, ought to and be supposed to all have personal meanings relating to obligation but logical meanings related to necessity and will would, shall, and be going to, have personal meanings related to volition or intention and logical meaning related to prediction. Now that's all very theoretical. So I'm going to take a trip down memory lane and tell you a story from my misspent childhood and then I'll explain the categories of meaning for some of the modals in my story. Are you ready? Near our house was a wall separating the housing estate we lived on from a huge field. We children creatively called it the high wall. 
It was an unwritten rule that we little children should not climb the wall. But of course, the draw of that wall was irresistible. At the far end of the wall was an unfinished section. It could be climbed like a ladder. Despite all of the warnings that the wall, which was probably three times taller than me, was dangerous, I couldn't resist its pull. On Valentine's Day 1988, on our way home from school, one of my school friends and I decided that we would climb the wall. Our other friends had the wisdom, or possibly fear enough of the dreaded wooden spoon, to walk along the lane beside the wall to get home. I should have heeded my mother's warnings. The wall was tall and I was small. It was dangerous, but I was fearless. I remember climbing onto the wall and the brief moment of triumph at being on top before taking the ill-fated decision to start running. My friend had gone first and she was fast. I flitted along until I suddenly misstepped and found myself in a brief moment of free fall. It must have been terrifying for the other children. They knew it would end badly for me. My forehead took the force of the fall. I can remember coming too, face down on the gravel, and when I rolled over it was like a movie, with all these little faces peering down at me. It should have been easy enough for my friends to fetch my mum, but it felt like it took ages for her to come and get me. I crawled along the lane because I couldn't stand up. I have a clear recollection of my mother sweeping me up into her arms and dashing up the hill to our house. She sat me on the kitchen countertop while she assessed the damage. There was blood pouring down my face and my school uniform was ruined. I demanded to be allowed to see the damage before we left for the hospital. As mum lifted me up to look in the mirror above the kitchen sink, I caught sight of the huge gash in my forehead. Not only did she have to cancel my brother's birthday, but she also had to find someone to watch my siblings while she took me to the hospital to be stitched. I got lucky and the doctor rotating through the emergency room that day was extremely skillful. so although I carry the scar of that adventure in the middle of my forehead, it's not too noticeable. You might ask yourself if I learnt my lesson and quit climbing walls. Of course I didn't. I was fearless and no wall would be enough to stop me. However, I will warn my nieces and nephews only to climb that wall if they're sure-footed and paying attention. But it will be a while before they're old enough to try it. So, let's take a look at some of the modal verb phrases in more detail. Children should not climb the wall. This sentence has an animate subject and a dynamic main verb. This means it has personal meaning and its category is obligation. It could be climbed like a ladder. This sentence has an inanimate subject, so it has logical meaning and its category of meaning is possibility. I could not resist its pull. I is an animate subject and resist is a dynamic verb. This verb phrase has personal meaning and its category is ability. We would climb the wall. Again, this has an animate subject and a dynamic main verb. So it has personal meaning and its category is volition. It must have been terrifying for the other children. This has an inanimate subject. This means this verb phrase has logical meaning and its category is necessity. It would end. Again, this is an inanimate subject. So this has logical meaning and its category is prediction.
I can remember coming too. This has an animate subject, but a state verb. So the verb phrase has logical meaning and the category is possibility. It should have been easy enough to fetch my mum. This has an inanimate subject and a state verb, so it has logical meaning and the category is necessity. You might ask. This has an animate subject and a dynamic verb. The verb phrase has personal meaning and the category is possibility. No wall would be enough to stop me. This has an inanimate subject and a state of verb. This verb phrase has logical meaning and it is a prediction in the past. It will be a while before they're old enough to try it. This is both an inanimate subject and a state of verb. So this has logical meaning and is also a future prediction. As I've demonstrated today, modal verb phrases can indicate quite a variety of stance meanings. Their meaning also has varying degrees of epistemic strength, but that is a topic for another day. If you have a question you'd like me to answer, feel free to contact me via the contact form on grandiosegrammar.com or over on Twitter. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.